Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Possum University Podcast, the podcast for dog people. If it's your first time listening, I'm John, a former animal cruelty officer and a former animal shelter supervisor. And I'm Jamie, I'm a certified dog trainer and a canine behavioral consultant. On this episode, we're discussing mental stimulation, enrichment, and why it's so important for your dog's mental health. This is a subject we've been asked a lot about, and we've never done a full episode. We've touched on it here and there in different episodes and small segments, but we've never done a full mental stimulation enrichment episode and uh, to give you guys ideas of what you can do with your dog, or if you work or volunteer in an animal shelter, what you can do with the dogs that are in your care. We were just talking about this the other day with our friends. It comes down to, is your dog's cup full? Do you want to talk about that? Is your cup full? This is something I've kind of come up with over the last few years of training to try to explain to people what their dog is going through and why they're having such a hard time with them. So I always say, is your dog's cup full? And they look at me like I'm crazy. And I explain, my cup is full. My cup is full. I have a husband who I'm in love with. I have a baby that I adore. My friend group is is great. I'm happy about that. I love my job. So all those things kind of fill my cup all the way to the top. Now, if there was something that, let's say I didn't love my job. And I was depressed about that. A lot of people don't love their job. It's it's kind of sad. If this is my situation, if I didn't love my job, I'd probably come home and I'd drink in excess, you know, to fill my cup with something else. It's a negative. It's not a positive. So it's an undesirable behavior that is filling my cup because it's, it's distracting me at the time and it's filling it up, right? So this is an undesirable behavior. Your dog is doing the exact same thing. Now, what, you know, I listed my friends, my baby, my my husband, this and that. That's what fills my cup. What fills your dog's cup? And those three things are mental stimulation, physical exercise, and positive attention. These are three really important things for them. And we need to make sure that they are getting everything they need in terms of those three things. So mental stimulation shouldn't just be on their radar if their dog is showing negative behaviors. Oh no, this should should be for everybody. It should just be part of a daily routine. 100%. I mean, look at Oakley. He's pretty chill most of the time. As he sleeps. Right next to us. So cute. Oakley is super, super chill during the day. He's a therapy dog. He's really great in social situations, um, but he does have anxiety. So when he has anxiety days, if I'm gone for a long period of time, this and that, I'll give him a marrow bone that's frozen or um, a bully stick or just a work to eat toy in general. But even on days where there's not like, I'm going to give him one today and, you know, nothing really crazy is going on just because I know it's a positive for him. You know, it's it. Why not? You know, I, I always had to explain that to my mom too. remember with Gatsby. I'd say, did you give Gatsby a, a marabone today? She's like, no. Why would I do that? I'm like, I wasn't. You say like I wasn't leaving today. Exactly. Or nothing stressful. No one's coming over. And I'm like, But why not? He's a good boy. It's something for him to do. And it's a positive. So there's no negative involved. It's not like you're going to spoil him. I think that was her biggest thing. She didn't want to spoil him. Right. And I was like, but he's a good boy. He he is very good. He doesn't do anything wrong in the house ever. He's a saint. His issue is when people come over because he gets he gets cuckoo. But why not give him one during the day? He's a good boy. There's nothing wrong with it. It's 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 not going to be like this. Oh well, you know, it doesn't like he's not he doesn't have this mentality of like oh, I'm going to get one over on my mom. You no. know what I mean? It's not like that. He's not smart enough for that. Most dogs aren't. Burn. And he's the kind of dog that'll just sit there and like wag his tail as he's eating his bones. So oh, he's it's really so nice cute. to see. Oh, God. I was just telling somebody that yesterday, one of my clients, that uh, we would give Gatsby marabones when people came over and my mom would put a towel down for him and he'd watch everybody at the party and he's eating his bones, staring at them and wagging his tail. Yeah. He was precious. He always stayed on it. He always stays on it. He knows, oh, he knows not he's not supposed it. to get off his towel. <laughs> he's a good boy. So back to the three things. 
every dog should have these regardless of their personality. So like how I said, physical exercise. Oakley doesn't need much physical exercise. So that in terms of his cup, it's not going to fill that much because he doesn't need it. He's also, for those who don't know, he's a former, yeah, heartworm positive. For, formerly heartworm positive. So mm-hmm. he's gone through successful treatment to get rid of them, but we don't know how much damage they did. He's way better. When we first got him, he'd be out of breath all the time. He'd be coughing all the time. Oh, but so we don't want to push him and he's, he's <laughs> we not a spring chicken anymore. So, <sighs> so we give him extra mental stimulation to make up for the lack of physical exercise. Cause obviously, like I said, we don't want to push him too hard cause we don't know what kind of damage is already existing inside He'll do of his little heart. Spurts, so. But yeah, he surprises us sometimes. He does. But I like how John said that he gets extra mental stimulation because he doesn't really get anything on the physical exercise, you know, section. You need to know your dog. Let's say like I had someone I just was talking to that they're in Texas and it's super hot and they have this dog that they just adopted from the shelter and he needs physical exercise, but it's so hot. It's like 120 degrees or something like that. So she's, you know, we really can only walk in like early, early morning or really, really late at night and it's not enough. So I said, double up on mental stimulation. There's nothing wrong with that. Again, you're not going to spoil him. If you're worried about the calories in terms of what you're doing, then try to work it out with the food or try to stuff with less. There's low calorie ways to do it. Absolutely. There's zero calorie enrichment ideas. Mm -hmm. We're going to list on this podcast episode. Yes, absolutely. So like I said, back to those three things. If your dog is getting in trouble, one of these three things or more than one of these three things are lacking and we need to fix that. The number one thing I find as a trainer is mental stimulation. The thing that upsets me, I just wish that everybody knew more about this. And I guess maybe this is my job now to really like scream from the rooftops. Nobody talks about mental stimulation. I just feel like there's, you know, no one's talking about it or making like it's a thing. Because I'll I'll say, you know, is your dog getting anything that uh, resembles mental stimulation? Oh, well, you know, she has her toys. And I'm like, no. This is completely different. So that they'll say, oh, we have we have the Nyla bones. Those are not high value. They're not technically mental stimulation unless your dog really, really loves them and, and that will keep them busy. So that goes into the next thing I want to discuss. What is mental stimulation? Because this is a big topic. It is a work to eat toy that will keep your dog entertained and focused for more than 10 minutes. And it's something that they can do on their own. This is not something that you are involved in. A lot of people go, oh, well, we play in the backyard. We throw the ball. No, you are not involved in this. You're not throwing anything. You're not holding anything. You are doing your own thing, especially puppy owners. Like this is like your saving grace. You get to go do the dishes or take a shower or (laughs) it's like having a baby. Um, So these are things that your dog can do on their own that are going to keep them busy. And I had said in the intro, enrichment. Mental stimulation falls under the umbrella of enrichment. Yes. So enrichment's a little bit of a different definition. It's more of just anything that enriches your dog's life. It will stimulate them mentally, stimulate any of their senses, bring them calmness. It's things that are going to change up their normal routine and keep their life fun, interesting, stress-free. Well-rounded. Yes. We'll touch on some enrichment ideas after we knock out some mental stimulation ideas. What are some of your favorites? So these are these are work-to-eat toys. Um, my number one, and I say this all the time, it is the best, it's the best purchase that you can do because it's, it's almost like an investment. 
You can reuse them over and over again. Marrow bones. You can get them from ShopRite. You can get them from any store that you go to, but I don't suggest those. I suggest the brand Pawstruck. It's a three-pack. Um, they're, they're already pre-filled. So uh, peanut butter, cheese and bacon, and beef. Cheese and bacon, do not let anybody on your carpet or on your couch because for some reason it stains. The other two do not. I'll put the link to any of these in the show notes so that if you wanted to go pick them up, I'll take you to our website where we have them and then it'll link you over to Amazon. And if you purchase from there, it helps us keep our website live Yes, and keep the podcast published. So we appreciate if you go from our link. You don't need to get the ones from Amazon, but I want you to not get a specific one. A lot of my clients will go and they're like, oh, well, this one was on sale and it's a Marabone. It's the Marabone is correct, but the inside had, it almost looks like, um, like, ground beef maybe but it's hard so it's like oh yeah it's the one you can't like scrape out you can't scrape out it does take the dogs a lot longer but my problem with that is once they get an inch or two down where they can't reach anymore let's say like the bone is like what eight inches long but they can only it's usually at least six so they can only get an inch or two in so then on the inside there's like three to four inches of the stuff that they can't get to And they probably won't keep working at it because they're not getting anywhere. Once they like spend like a half an hour on something and they're not reaping any benefits, they're going to pretty much give it up. So I always tell my clients, don't get that one because I had a client yesterday who I was telling her, you got to refill them. And she's like, we do, but there's only an inch down and she can't get the rest of the stuff out. I was like, I don't know, try it, but maybe like soak them in hot water for a few hours and see if you can scrape some stuff out. I wonder if that'll work. Because I don't want her to buy all new bones. She's got them, you know, there's like seven of them. So, um, cause uh, let's be honest, initially it's a bit of an investment. What's what's the pack for like the three pack? The three pack right now, I think, I think they raised it like two bucks, like $24. Okay. So $24, but we're almost at probably a year with some of Oakley's. Oh God. Yeah. If not more. You definitely get, it's an, it's an initial investment, but then you definitely get your money out of it. hundred percent because, so here's the thing. So they're already stuffed, right? But it's softer. It's not like I can like put my finger in there and it's going to come out like yogurt. It's not like that. It's, it's kind of like a gelatin type Whatever it is, they're in there. But I, if I wanted to, I could stick my finger in there and kind of press down and get get a little bit if I if I wanted to. So for them, this it's a little bit easier for them to get stuff out, but it's still going to keep them super super busy. So what I always say is, let's say Oakley gets down two inches, he's not going to be able to get anything else out just because it's it's almost impossible. So I will take a knife and I will scoop the rest out so I have one big hollow bone. Got me nervous for a second. Why? Talked about the knife. <laughs> You thought I was coming for you? (laughs) Oakley gave you side eye. (laughs) So I'll scoop the rest of this stuff out and then I'll have this big hollow bone. Oakley loves banana. If your dog's like, make sure you're testing your dog first before you stuff all your bones with stuff. Make sure they like banana because I think it's like a 50-50 with banana. Yeah. And also if it's like their first time. Yeah. Because we're going to list a couple things you can use to fill their enrichment Mm -hmm. toys or dispensers. Make sure that it's not something they're allergic to or it's not something they're going to have a a bad reaction to and have some belly problems. Yes, we'll get back to that. So I will stuff with banana. I'll get like an extra bunch of bananas a week. I think I got what I got. We did shop right from home. I got 25 bananas because I like bananas too. How much do you like bananas? They're in my shakes every morning. So I did half and half. He got half. I got half. So my half's in the freezer and I guess his is too because I stuffed his bones last night. So... He loves banana. That's it. Pudge does not. So I have like two little bones for her. Again, she she's kind of a diva, so she doesn't really like to work for anything. It's kind of sad. 
I have two small bones for her that I put a little bit of peanut butter. So going back to the belly issues, like John was just saying, I don't do peanut butter a lot. I think it's very dense in calories. It's very rich. And if you have the dog that's going to do this, pure diarrhea from a a huge bone of peanut butter is a no-go. So what I do with Oakley in the fall, because pumpkin and sweet potato are super popular, I'll get one or two cans. And again, I have, I have like what? Uh, 10 bones 12 bones uh, it's like a graveyard I keep finding more in the back and I got two Kongs and his bento ball so yeah. I fill a lot of stuff so it's it's all kind of lined up and I have this big bowl and I'll put the sweet potato or the pumpkin in there and then I'll do one scoop of peanut butter just one scoop for all of it so I mix it up and then I stuff all the bones so I stay away from peanut butter in a hole just because I think it's a lot of fat it is it unless is. you're trying to bump your dog up maybe you adopted a dog that's skinny mini and you're trying to beef them up just make sure that they don't get the runs from it that's not fun. So marrow bones are my favorite. Again, they're an investment. You can use them over and over and over again because I have people, again, I was just saying before to John that I'm helping a lot of people out on this Facebook group called Dog Moms and everyone's saying, you know, they spend all this money on toys and I'm like, but you don't have to like get a marrow bone and like you have that marrow bone for life. <laughs> so just keep reusing it. And that's why I like the Amazon ones too, because they're good quality. They're thicker than the ones you get from the grocery store. They're safer. They're very safer. John actually did a video on, how would you explain it? Well, we I wanted to test if, because you hear both sides. Some people say when you have the actual bone from the animal that you should boil it. Others say you should leave it raw. Mm-hmm. And the argument is that one side says the others will shard or, you know, come up into sharp pieces yes. if they're able to break it. So we had a boiled one, we had a raw one. Yeah. And I smashed them both with a sledgehammer. And it was pretty fun. We actually found that the raw one splintered more. Was yeah. Way sharper, but they both they both look splintered. like a hazard. To yes. be honest with you, honestly, I, I wasn't comfortable with using them ever again after that. Now the paw truck ones, you hit them with a sledgehammer, they're gonna crumble. Yeah, you know, they're it's almost like they're formed. Yeah, they're not. They're not. Yeah, like um, someone put them in bone. a mold. They put right. them in a mold. So I guess they took maybe they ground ground up the bones. Yeah, I'm not sure what the base is, but yeah, I think it's some kind of calcium base, but they, they're not really like Oakley's hasn't put a dent in any of them. Yeah. And if they do, if they are strong enough to break them, the most they're going to do is just kind of collapse and yeah. and break like a piece of ceramic. Absolutely. And it's not going to be this, you know, super sharp piece. That's the number one thing with that. A lot of people are like, oh, well, I can, can I leave my dog with a marrow bone in the crate? Yeah, Absolutely. The, the good ones, not the ones that are going to shard. That was the first YouTube video that we did for yes. Boston University. It was like it was a year and a half ago. I watched it and I was like, ooh, that's rough. Like the <laughs> audio was all screwed up. I didn't know what I was we doing. We were children. It was bad. Um, yeah, so marrow bones are great. Get them. Use them to your advantage. Have them in the freezer ready to go. Don't be caught with your pants down. You have to have them ready to go. The next thing is Kongs. I have two of them. They're not Oakley's favorite. Like he doesn't pick them up when they're empty and chew on them. Some dogs do. Mine, mine doesn't. So um, I don't invest in them. So we have the two. I'll fill them. You can literally fill with anything. Yeah, let's touch on what we would fill with the Kongs and the Marabones. I think let's let's stop real quick. We're going to yeah. keep going down the line of examples of mental simulation. But these two, because they are filled and, and I want you to freeze them. So don't just fill with peanut butter and give yeah, while they gotta it's... they got to be frozen. And that's the thing. A lot of people are like, oh, well, they'll get the peanut butter out in like five seconds. And I'm like, yeah, because it's not frozen. <laughs> it's going to take, you know, five seconds. So everything that you're going to be stuffing these with needs to be frozen afterwards. So um, we like banana, Greek yogurt, sweet potato puree, pumpkin puree. Um, you can do wet dog food cans if you have leftover. 
uh, the pad thai. Um, and you like to do the can-can special. I do like the can-can special. For people that don't go to ShopRite, don't have a ShopRite, I love the can-can special. I am my mother's daughter. I love a good sale. I was literally just telling Alyssa about this yesterday. Yeah. I was like, I don't buy anything unless it's on sale. It's a good practice. It's just ingrained in me. That's why we have me. a ton of olive oil. If I don't see that red marker, I don't buy it. Because I'm like, no, I can get this cheaper at, an, at a later date. I don't need it right now. So the can-can special, it's like... Everything's like for a dollar, like it's insane. Some of them are cheaper. It's just like yeah. ridiculously cheap canned foods. So you like to stock up on like the canned carrots, yes. the canned green beans, the peas. Yeah. So I I tend to stick to the ones that are easily mushed. So um the diced carrots or the sliced carrots, uh the peas or the green beans. So I literally put them in a bowl and I'll take my avocado masher and I'll mash them up and I'll add a little bit of water and sometimes Wait, I even that's do an avocado masher. Yeah, what'd you think it was? I've been I've been using it wrong for a while now. So let's just put it that way. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> um, I'll even sometimes do like black beans. Um, again, Oakley has like a tank stomach. I mean, he does fart, but it's not horrible. <laughs> he does. But if you have a dog that has like GI issues, I would stay away from the beans. Uh, but they are easy and it's good protein. So um, I'll do that sometimes and I'll just mash it up. Sometimes with the beans or something, if there's not a lot of water in it, I'll add some water because you need it to be a little bit more consistent to get it in the bone you don't want it to be like clumpy so those are the things i like what else do we do we stuff with you can seriously get so creative like whatever your dog likes um almond butter obviously like stay away from anything harmful there's i've seen it done where like one side of the marrow bone will be plugged and then the middle will be filled with like a low sodium chicken broth oh yes freeze it yes i used to do that um So what I would do, I was I would take I would I, this took a little bit longer. Obviously, it depends on your dog. Like if you're dealing with an overweight dog and you have to not really give extra calories during the day, they're on a strict diet. Take Saran wrap on the bottom and then do tin foil. I recommend using a backup refrigerator if you have it, because <laughs> it could get very messy if yes. you mess it up. Um, or put it like in a tub, like in a little tub that you can like stick in there so it's by itself. So, yeah, so saran wrap first, then tinfoil if you want to use a rubber band to kind of keep it together, go for it. Stand it up and then pour in whatever you're going to pour. So like beef broth, chicken broth, um, anything, any type nice. of broth. Go for a low sodium. It, this way it's a nice low calorie treat that they have to lick. Make sure if they abandon the bone, you pick it up or you'll have chicken broth all yes. over your house. Yes, 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 yes. So, um, yes, get creative with what you're going to stuff with. Uh, going back to the chicken broth, I want to say this before I forget because I didn't write it down. The chicken broth is great for, or beef broth, whatever kind of broth you want to use, is great for hot days. I always say to people, do you have a muffin tin? Take your muffin tin, pour the the broth on. You can even put some like some treats or some kibble in yeah, and freeze in it. There. And then go outside on the porch, on the back patio, and put it down. Let them go at it. This is also a great mental stimulation enrichment thing for dogs in the shelter. Mm-hmm. So if you are getting rid of a tin... Uh, yes. A muffin tin. You don't want it see anymore. See if your local shelter wants to see if they want to use it for enrichment because they'll, like like Jamie said, they'll freeze stuff in there and give it to the dogs on the hot days and they have a lot of fun with it. And if they don't know about mental stimulation, spill some knowledge it's on it. It's a good opportunity to have your shelter up their game. Yes, absolutely. So, Marrowbones and Kongs, if anybody else out there has a good suggestion for a stuffing product, let us know. We are open and excited to hear the new stuff. Hey, no. Yes, stuffing product. So let's get back to the other examples of mental stimulation. So again, like John said, all this stuff is going to be listed in the notes, our list from Amazon, the bento ball. 
now people who know what bento ball is like, yes we love the, the bento ball i've never had a client that did not like the bento ball i finally figured out what my favorite thing about the bento ball is what when you step on it in the middle of the night <sighs> it doesn't hurt <laughs> true the marrow bones the uh nyla bones those hurt um when you kick a marrow bone yeah yeah, that's yeah. not good. So bento ball, if you don't know what it is, um, it's made by Starmark. They have a lot of great work-to-eat toys. I do really like their products. They can get a little pricey depending on where you get them from. I find they are cheaper online than in like they're, your local pet. They're pet-. pricey, but they're some they're of worth the more it. durable yes. dog toys. Yes, I agree. So the bento ball is like this orangey half moon ball, and it comes with these, they're like little discs. Uh, they have different flavors. The vanilla one smells so good I can't even get over it like it I want one so you take the disc and it's like it's kind of like shaved over so it's not like they can kind of use their back molars and chomp down on it they really have to like use the front of their teeth how it's concave yes so then you stuff it into the half moon side it it, it comes pre-stuffed but if you get the discs you put them under the water real quick and then you stuff it in so it it's in oh, there. Oh, that's right. There's one pre-installed. Yes. When you when you buy your first one, it's pre-installed. And then when you buy the extras... You can get refills. For you can it. get refills. It's kind of tough to get in if you don't wet them. So don't try because it's tough. It's actually called the Everlasting Bento Ball. I know. So, so I love the name. So It does last a very long time because it's concave, like you said. So yes. they can't really get their teeth on it unless Opal, Opal had some like... She was crazy. She like a wizard. Well, she was blind. So she just... She had to do what she had to she do. She popped that insert out every time. I know. I've ever seen it. She was the only dog I've ever had to watch while she was with the bento ball. Like I, I would look over, I'm like, no, stop. And I'd stick it back in because she was about to chomp down. So once it's in that insert part, it's very hard for them to chomp down. They really have to like kind of hold it with their paws and, and chomp with the fronts of their teeth, which takes a lot longer where they lick it. Pudge gets very, again, we said Pudge does not like to work for anything. She gets super frustrated. And it's actually detrimental because she'll do it and then she'll bark at me. Like, fix this toy. She's like, hey, hey, come here. Do this for me. (laughs) So she's not a huge fan because she doesn't like to work for nothing. So Bento Ball is great. Look at Starmark's other products. They, what was that one that we got for Opal? It was like the little circles. Yeah, I think it's under the couch. I think it is too. Because she was it's just. It's called the Treat Ringer. Yeah, I think online they're much cheaper than you would get. And the pet stores have to, they have to up their prices because, you know, they're the middleman. So online sometimes is better. So that's the Bento Ball. Look at Starmark's other stuff. They're great. Oh, and the Bento Ball as well. Like if I'm out of the, the inserts, the extras, I will stuff with banana and freeze. Because it's still, it's still like anything that you have, any toy that is stuffable, stuff it and freeze it. Anything you got, go for it. Then we got the bully sticks and the yak bones. These are not for when you are gone. I would never, ever leave a dog with this in the crate or even out. We watch our dogs. They get down to the nub and then we'll... Thankfully, we don't have any garters. They are very comfortable with us us taking them. Pudge gets a little bit more feisty. Um, but for the most part, they are fine with us taking the nub. It gets very it's, dangerous. It's good practice just to trade every time, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, once you, they get down to the nub of a bully stick... Um, trade them, get the nub, give them a good treat and then toss it. Yeah. It it could be a choking hazard for some dogs and other dogs It could sit in their stomach and start to rot away. And we don't want a blockage because that's not a, that's a pretty penny at the vet. So bully sticks are great. Um, get the odor free ones. (laughs) If you do not, you will be very upset and it will not be my fault because I told you to get the odor free. I have some clients that are like, you didn't tell me to get the odor free. And I'm like, listen, you can't blame this on me. 
Because it's it's not. It's, it is like I, I can't even believe they would sell a product that smells that bad. Yeah, the bully sticks that have the odor. It is it's like rotting meat for some. It's so pungent. It takes over whatever room it's in, and it permeates well, like, throughout the house. Like the way they eat it, it becomes like aromatic. Yeah, it's like disgusting. It so odor free for yes. sure. We like best bullies. Again, our our list has them. I think they're the best quality. Yeah. They're they're from. They're made, well, they're technically South made in America. America. Well, a lot of people don't know this, but the bulls that it comes from, bully stick bull, they're from Venezuela? It's in um, South America. So, for best bullies, they have a USA collection, which features products that are both made in the USA or baked in the USA. They source globally from the United States, North and South America, European Union, and Australia. Again, made in China or anywhere else, it should really raise some red flags. Yes. Good. I'm glad you clarified that. So I always suggest to my clients when it comes to the bully sticks to get the 12 inch even if you have a small dog. The 12 inch ones go really, really quickly and again, they're expensive. So the 12 inches, I think you get more bang for your buck in my opinion. And even with Pud, she's like what, 12 pounds? I think that she likes the long ones better. She holds on to it, she sticks it in the couch and she has a grand old time with it and it stays a lot longer. Take it away after a little bit and you give it again. Yeah, so I think it's worth uses. I think it's worth more because if you have the 6 inch, you have to take that nub away at the end, right? Mm-hmm. And then you give another 6 inch, you have another nub, but if you give 12, you only have one nub. Math, science. Only one nub. Only one nub. Then we got the the yak bones. These I think have become super popular lately. If you don't know about them, they're Himalayan sea salt. I think there's only four ingredients. I want to say it's Himalayan sea salt, yak or goat milk, lime there's something else in there. They These are great. They're super durable. They take a lot longer. John hates this part because it smells, but when you get down to the nub of the yak bone, you can actually put it in the microwave. I think it's like 30 seconds to a minute, and it kind of blows up into this crunchy treat, but it stinks to high heaven. Don't do it. Unless you're <laughs> in your worst enemy's home and you want to mess up their microwave, don't do it. It is such a foul odor. Well, I don't even know how to describe it. It smells like... Rotten like, eggs. Like dead body. I don't even know. It's uh, just awful. But the dogs love it. And it's pretty cool how it kind of blows up into this crunchy treat. I think it's ridiculously smart. Like with the bully sticks, you just have to throw it out because of the nut. But I mean, right. I, I just think it's yes. really, it's really clever. So bully sticks and yak bones are great. Now we're going to switch over to snuffle mat and snuffle pit. So the snuffle mat is also on our recommended list. It's basically... It's it's like this rubber mat that has holes in it and they kind of take... What's the word yeah. I'm looking for? Hold on. Felt. Felt. <laughs> Thank you. These felt strips that are pulled through and it, they kind of make it look like grass, like really long grass. And they weave it through. Yes. It looks really nice. And they use pretty colors. So you basically... Uh, we used to do this with Opal with her food. We would take her scoop and put it in the mat completely. Now, what's great about these is that you can buy multiple mats and tie them together and make one big mat which is nice. So she really liked that. It took her a really long time. And you can put treats in there. You can really do anything you want with it. They they have to use their nose and they have to find it. What's great is when you use treats in their food, you know, crumbs are kind of left over and the scent is kind of left over. So sometimes they keep searching even though there's nothing there. The snuffle pit was actually, I don't know if it was created by our friend Sandy Gordon, but she was the one who told us about it. And I think it's great. I think it's awesome for um, families that have a little bit more room in their living room area, like where their TV is. Maybe you can put it underneath the couch or something well, like that. she keeps it 
under a guest bed. Yes. And it's a, uh, it's like a small, like a shallow storage container for clothing. Well, it's what they usually send kids off to college with because it fits nicely under their extra long oh, twin sorry. bed. <laughs> I didn't go to college. It's no big deal. I didn't have one. Or maybe I did. I don't know. But they're really good for storage in terms of underneath the bed. So this is great because you can put it underneath the couch if it's high enough or under a bed in your house and it's not, you know, in plain sight because it is rather big. Um, so basically what she did was she took this tub and she took all of her recycles that have been washed out and cleaned. It's like leftover water bottles, uh, milk cartons, anything you have, really. You can either take the no, caps. No cans, obviously. Yeah, no cans. Sharp. Yeah, we don't want that. Anything yeah, no metal. plastic that yeah. isn't dangerous. And she put it in, the, in this tub. And then basically you take a ton of like little tiny training treats and you spread them all around. So now the dog has to go digging to find the treats. Uh, I love this. I think it's super fun. And I think it's really, again, like mental simulation for the most part um, when it comes to this, what we're talking about, you really shouldn't be involved. But this is something you can do. You can watch and, and enjoy with them. And then when they're done, you can put more treats in there. Same principle as a snuffle mat, just using their nose to problem solve and find where the treats are. Yeah. And the snuffle pit is more of a DIY project. So if you're into that kind of stuff, go for it. Hey, a lot of people are still quarantined, working from home. Absolutely. So um, the next one is a lick mat. Uh, this has become kind of popular lately. It's, it's kind of just like a silicone mat. I'm sure that people have gotten like Instagram ads for it. Yes. I've gotten so many Instagram Same. ads for Same. it. It's kind of like a square, the shapes or whatever. And um, basically you, it's got little tiny, I don't want to call them prongs. Would you call them little nubs? What would you call They're them? They're like uh, brushes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like nubs all along it that turn it into a giant brush. For yeah. their tongue. And the idea is to like smear something on it and then freeze it. Well, I like to freeze. I freeze everything. I think it takes way longer. A lot of people don't do that, but they'll use peanut butter for the most part. Um, but I think freezing it will take them a lot longer. Uh, coat the entire thing and let them have at it. It's good for like dogs that don't want to have a bath or you oh, need yeah. to cut their nails mm-hmm. as long as they're not resource guarders. Don't do it with a dog that guards resources. Yes. But it's a good way to make an otherwise stressful situation less stressful give them some positive reinforcement and uh, counter condition them to actually like getting a bath it's peanut butter time yes so another one is uh, food dispensing toys this one's fun Kong makes a really nice one and there's the Babalot those are both on our recommended list as well Kong it basically looks like a giant Kong but it's it's hard plastic and uh, the bottom unscrews from the top you flip the top over you put the dog's meal in the top right then you flip it back over, you screw it back on. The bottom part of the Kong is weighted with sand. So it's kind of like a weeble wobble. And then the top part also has like, almost like a beehive. It has like a little hole. It's adjustable too for the, the size of the kibble. So it doesn't over dispense. Oh no, I'm thinking of the You're thinking bobble of the bobble lot. Yes, I was confused. Over. I was like, wait a minute, what's he talking about? So the Kong has a hole. And basically what they have to do is they have to hit with their nose or their paw to try and get their food out. Um, It kind of spins around, it's interactive, it moves when they touch it and stuff like that. Um, Opal loved this. Even though she was blind, this is how we fed her every morning and every night. This kept her super busy. She loved it. She would carry the thing around. She would want like... When she'd finished, she'd carry it over to show us like, all right, I'm done. You want to fill it up again for me? Oakley likes it too. He gets really excited with it. So I love that. The Bobolot's great. It's a little less expensive, but I do find that the Bobolot may be a little less durable so if you have a chewer like Opie so Opie's mom got him the bob a lot and he chewed the top off 
he is an excessive chewer. So then she got him the Kong. But then he also, he's very smart. He's lazy and smart. That's like the worst combination. Yes. Uh, he took it and he brought it into the corner of the room and just smacked the crap out of it. <laughs> like she watched him and she was like, are you kidding me? Like I just spent all that money on that and that's what you're going to do. Like you're not using it the right way. So he's too smart. So uh, I love the wobbler. I think it's great for mental stimulation. I think it's great because you can literally use it for their meals. If you have a dog that scarfs down their food, use their food as mental stimulation. You give it two to three times a day. So why not use it to your advantage? And instead of just putting it in a bowl and it being inhaled in three seconds, use it to your advantage. So we love the food dispensing toys. Anything that you can get. It really depends on your dog, like how smart your dog is. Like you said, it takes the place of their entire meal. So you're utilizing that moment that would otherwise just be food in a bowl and you're turning that into enrichment. So it's also a great option for dogs that are on a diet that do need to lose some weight or are just on a strict diet where they can't have a ton of treats. Yes. It's a good way to just capture that moment and utilize the food as a enrichment toy. So do you want to go into other forms of enrichment? Absolutely. These are things that anybody can do, especially shelter workers for the dogs in your care. Sniff breaks on walks is something people don't really consider. They always want to rush the dog along on the walk and, all right, come on, do your business, do your business. Use that time to really let them sniff around and, and get to smell the roses yeah. and all the different scents. It's really enriching for them and every walk should not be just for business. Well, that's like when I teach it, like when people ask me about heel and stuff like that, I don't normally teach the command heel. I do two different types of leash walking and I always tell the client, when if you let's say you go to a park. Let them sniff for five, 10 minutes and then you exercise and then you, you're on the move. You know what I mean? It's two different types of leash walking. So like this is for them. They get a little bit more slack. You're not in a rush. Like John said, you're not trying to go anywhere specific. This is their time. And a lot of people forget the walk is supposed to be for the dog. So let them get their sniffs in, let them get their mental stimulation. And you'd be surprised, especially like a hound. That's a lot. They love that. That's like what they do. So when we don't allow them to do that, we are kind of hindering them a little bit. And that's especially important in a shelter where they only get, you know, most dogs, especially the ones who don't have a lot of friends, will only get like 10 minutes I know. outside it's really sad. on a walk. It really so is. You don't realize it. Make it an enriching walk. And if you can volunteer, volunteer and get those dogs out for a little bit longer. It's tough right now, especially by us. Our shelter is still kind of on lockdown in terms of volunteers yeah, helping. I'm sure most of them are. Yeah. Another thing that's especially important in shelters is aromatherapy. When I was running the canine care in, at, at our shelter that we met at, I started an aromatherapy program. So there was a schedule for the seven days, and we would do different aromatherapies. We'd add them to the mop buckets after everything was cleaned, then we'd mop the floor with it. The room would smell not intense, but it would smell nicely of one day maybe we'd do lavender, another day chamomile. Another day, we would just spray Adaptil in the room, which is that appeasing pheromone we've talked about. And then there's also days where we would do nothing. Just kind of give them a break. Don't You don't want to overstimulate them because overstimulation of the senses could also be very stressful when it's over and over and over again. But aromatherapy. We're going to be doing this podcast on aromatherapy yes, soon. Yes, hopefully. promise you that. It will come eventually. Yes. My friend who specializes in essential oils and stuff like that, she is very pregnant. So we're And she also has two other kids. So she, we've got to like... And her husband like works on a fishing boat, so it's like yeah. we got we got to get grandma over. It's, so we're working on it. It's gonna be virtual now, yes, because of everything going on. So it should be a little easier to get this scheduled, hopefully. Yes, but uh, yeah, we we definitely want to do this podcast. She definitely wants to do it. So we're gonna do the aromatherapy because there's so many different aromatherapy scents 
that like aren't safe for dogs. It's very detrimental. And you see the horror stories on Facebook. I I remember seeing one that was being shared all over the place. The of, Frenchie. Yes. Oh my god, French he looked bulldog. like he was half and dead. It was like, really scary. Just shut down, and it's just the way. I think tea trio is a, a big one. That's I think that not was good. the one that he was on. It was like forty eight hours of it or something yeah. like that. And it, so, aromatherapy and essential oils could be great stress reducers when they're used appropriately so we are going to do a podcast on aromatherapy so just stay tuned for that it's i coming. loved when you did that at the shelter that was like one of my favorite things that you came up with i thought yeah. that was really clever unfortunately i do not believe that it's still being done yeah, i, I highly that. doubt that it's still being done unfortunately mm-hmm. if you're at a shelter and you want more information on that i can see if i still have like the whole write-up and procedure stand operating procedure for it i could send it to you in an email if you'd like to do that at your shelter. And then uh, another form of enrichment that doesn't involve eating food is bubbles. And this doesn't really, it just requires you to set it up. You can get one of those bubble machines and just have it just dispense bubbles. You get bubbles. one for Carter for his birthday. It was like 35 bucks. Yeah. yeah it, that was a nice one. Though, it was. It? it was. So you could just set it up. And if your dog likes to chase bubbles, just have it dispense bubbles in the backyard. Or if you have a dog at a shelter. I think they came out with bubbles, like bacon flavored bubbles too yes. for dogs. Yes, like they came out with flavors. Bubbles. So yep. look into that. Yeah, it could be a lot of fun for your dog, a, a low-calorie way to actually burn some, some calories, Especially too. since it's so hot out, you know? Like, let them do their thing in the shade, put the bubbles up, and you can just sit there and watch. Enjoy some iced coffee. So, that's there. there's so many different enrichment things to do, and we could just talk about this all day. I know, we really could. I, I just encourage all of you to be creative. Yeah, exactly. Just shoot your creativity and have fun with it, and I think your dog will really appreciate it. I think so, too. So, let's recap real quick. Why we know, why we think mental stimulation is important. It helps calm the brain, especially if you have a dog that is super smart. You know, those super smart breeds that are into everything constantly, need to be stimulated 24-7, want your attention 24-7. Those are the dogs that need it the most. Again, if they're getting in trouble, they're basically telling you, I'm bored, I need a nap, or I need something from you. So put yourself in your dog's shoes and try to figure out what does my dog need. All else fails, go go for the mental stimulation. Grab that frozen bone from the freezer and either put them in their crate or on their bed or outside, whatever you need to do. Let them know you're here for them and you understand and you have some empathy for what's going on in their heads right now. Another reason why mental stimulation is so important, it makes them tired and emotionally relaxed. Once they are done with it, they're going to be exhausted, especially with training. I always tell my clients, if your dog is freaking out, do some training because every single time I leave, I'll get a text. And it's, it's a picture of the dog passed out because they're exhausted from the training session. So same concept of mental stimulation. Use the marrow bones, use all these work to eat toys to try and tire them out mentally. If they are tired out mentally, they're way more likely to take a nice relaxing nap and leave you be. Another reason why it's important is it gives you time to do what you have to do, especially if you have a puppy. Puppies are very time consuming and it becomes very frustrating when you feel like you can't get your stuff done and you get very overwhelmed as an owner. Or you just end up indirectly ignoring the puppy and then you start to have behavioral issues that'll surface. Absolutely. So do this for your sanity as well. This helps relieve anxiety from owners. A lot of times people say, oh, I just put my dog in the crate. Every single time they go in the crate, you want the crate to be a positive thing. It shouldn't be punishment. So give them a bone every single time they go in there. If they're anxious being away from you, they scream, they cry. Use this as a distraction so they get used to being away from you for a little bit longer. So if you are crate training or trying really hard to do it and you're struggling, do five minutes at a time, even three minutes if you have to, if your dog is super bad in the crate. Give them a bone, put them in for a short period of time, go out on the porch with a cup of coffee so you can't hear them, and then come back. 
super amount of praise after they come out of the crate. But again, that bone's going to hopefully distract them from the fact that you're gone and use it to your advantage. Huge help in relieving anxiety from owners. So use it again to your advantage. I think that wraps up mental stimulation and enrichment. I think that this episode should hopefully help a lot of people and we can actually use it to answer people's questions as we go forward in your dog moms group. I love the dog moms group. I mean, I feel bad because a lot of people have no help. I have, you know how many people I've, they've put out that they need advice and I'll comment on it. And she's like, thank you so much. Like we have no trainers around here. Like the, the closest trainer is like two hours away. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's insane. And then as we know, dog training is not a regulated industry. So just because there's a trainer who's two hours away does not mean that that's a trainer. That's, that they're the right trainer. <laughs> that they're qualified, that they're the right trainer, that they use scientific methods like positive reinforcement. So yeah, it, I never w- in my life would have thought that this was an underserved market. Yeah. But here we are. I know. So take your time with it. Enjoy it. Make it fun for both of you. And I always say the best advice is to have the mental simulation and don't be caught with your pants down. So freeze those bones every Sunday night. Have them ready for the week. That's that's my biggest advice because being proactive is, is the one thing that's going to help you in this. Awesome. Well, thank you. And you best believe that I have a fun fact of the day. Of course you do. And if you want these fun facts every day, we post them just about every day to mm-hmm. our Instagram at Paulson University. So today's hashtag PU fact is researchers have estimated that a bloodhound's nose consists of approximately 230 million olfactory cells or scent receptors, 40 times the number in humans. Damn. Because of this, their findings can even be used in court. Now, did you look this up because when we were walking Red Bank the other night, you watched Oakley find a, find a scent and like track it down and you were like super interested into it? I actually didn't. That's you actually, found this prior? That's been pending being posted for like two weeks now. But, <laughs> but I, I did Im- immediately think of that. I wondered if he's got a little bloodhound. He's definitely part hound. Yeah, he's got hound. And I wonder him. if he, if any of it is bloodhound or similar. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, he just veered beelined. right off the track and beelined right for this one little spot. And it's like, how do you even... Know where it came from. It's just crazy that, that dog's smell gives them, like, a sense of direction. Like, when we smell, we just smell a room. Like, we, when we were talking after yeah. that. So, you can walk into a room, you'll know, like, yeah, cookies are being baked in this house. But if every room was blank, would you be able to locate exactly no, in what probably room exactly not. where in that You're room right. they are? Like, I don't take smells and I gotta, like, hunt it down. It's very different, so... Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's probably just super cool how they perceive the world. Very different than we do. Mm-hmm. And they're like, ooh, sniff. And they're like, over here. And they're like, all right, go back to my normal business. Like, so strange. It's crazy. It is. So that's all we have for this episode. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. If you could please share this episode with a friend who's got a dog who you think might enjoy some mental stimulation. Rate us five stars if you can. Subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. We're on there as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, you could watch that really relic of a video of yeah. us testing the Bar- marrow bones. To Barrick. See if it's, um, it's a good time. Like we said before, if you are one of those people who doesn't have a trainer anywhere near you, we are doing virtual training. So reach out to us. We will help you out. Yeah, super affordable as well. Super affordable because, again, John and I are not in this for the money. So please reach out. We'll help you out. Even if it's if it's one, one training. I don't care. Let's help. All right, guys. I will talk to you Friday in our Small Bite episode where we're going to be discussing sleep. And Ooh, how like it affects your dog. Yeah, I'm excited. It's, gonna be, it's a good one. It's a, it's a really good one. So make sure you tune into that. Until next week. Class dismissed.